Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And this week, we're doing Control Ultimate Edition. Yeah, this was fun to watch. This is the uh, next installment in uh, one of Remedy's games, or actually one of their games. Uh, and they like to really give you a challenge when you're playing their games. I was very shocked jumping into this game at how challenging it was, but how much fun, how good the story was, and how rewarding it was along the way. You got frustrated, but you didn't get overly frustrated no there were some evenings where i had to stop playing yeah but you always went back to it it wasn't like demon souls where you just stopped uh yeah <laughs> sorry about that everybody <laughs> so uh synopsis from imdb you are jesse faden a young woman with a troubled past you become a new director of the bureau of control our front line in research and fighting against supernatural enemies like the Hiss threatening our very existence. Dun, dun, dun. That is very simplified. This is very much an episode of the X-Files. It really is. Or Fringe if you watch that show as well. Yes. It was really good. You have to kind of be into that, at least for the story-wise. That or if you're a little bit of a masochist with gameplay, I would I would jump into that as well. But overall, I really enjoyed the story. I really thought they did a wonderful job with this game. They did. There's a lot that we definitely didn't dive into, and I think I have that in the reviews. There's so much to this game. You could, there's so many different collectibles that are different documents, and some of them are redacted, some of them aren't. But there's so much history and lore and filling in the blanks. Yeah, and so there's a lot of items of power around the area, and we'll get into what they are in a little bit, but they explain what each item kind of does. Yes. Even if you never get to interact with it, it explains it a little bit. So it's fun. If you're really into lore and backstory, you can get a lot of that just by reading that. Then you get some fun banter between the departments because they talk about different events they want to set up and... You know, they talk about their baseball league that they're setting up and all that other stuff in there. So it's kind of some fun, silly things. There's a lot of audio recordings you can find in the game, which is kind of cool. A lot of movies, too. Movies, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff. And you can rewatch or reread any of that stuff anytime from the menu, which is fun. Uh, let's jump into some reviews here real quick to say, I guess it kind of went mediocre with us, but we really liked it. So Yeah, so the Control Ultimate Edition for the PS4 which we played on the PS5. Mm -hmm. On Metacritic, it has an 84 from critics and a 6.9 from users. I went to IGN for their review. Positive. Remedy's sharp writing extends from the dialogue into the collectibles and their descriptions or text. Control is not a story to just blaze through as you go. If you pick items up, you should absolutely take the time to examine and read them. They're not only well-written and frequently funny, but often contain context that sheds new light on Jesse's current point in the story. For the negative, also from IGN, because I'm lazy, <laughs> the ending of the 10-chapter story sadly doesn't quite stick the landing, though, due in part to what feels like a bit of a rushed final chapter that left some of the most interesting aspects of Jesse's personal stakes to be uncovered in collectibles. And the ending's anticlimactic final moments don't work nearly as well as the highs of the couple of chapters that precede it. I highly agree with that. They left it very open-ended. 
They did. There, so there's, you get two different credit rolls. The first one is a fake out, much like the end of The Return of the King, where there's like 15 different quote unquote endings. Yes. There's a fake out, and then you have another 45 minutes of gameplay. gameplay, yeah. yeah. And then you get the final ending, and it ended. I wasn't fully satisfied by the ending when the credits actually rolled. So when you start, when you continued playing, because this version that came with, if you were a PlayStation Plus member, came with the two DLCs as well, so it just hopped you directly into the first one. Yeah, or both of them, technically. I think they're both unlocked, and you can choose what order you want to do them. Fair enough. And so we started playing a little bit of the DLC, but then we kind of stopped for the evening because it was getting late at that point. It was. I didn't mind it. I'm someone who likes open-endedness. As a fan, even though I'm bad at the Dark Souls games, I really am a fan of that open-ended storytelling. I really don't mind... If I was just me playing, I would have sat and read everything. I didn't mind that it was open-ended. It was more like they rushed. Once you find her brother and he's inhabited by the Hiss and like you go visit him, there's still some really cool things that we're going to talk about. But story-wise, it kind of like rushed from point to point to point and you didn't really get to sit with anything. For me, it felt like I was playing through a TV series or a like an hour long, like a TV hour long episode, like an hour long episode of a TV show. Even though the game's like 15, 20 hours, yes. uh, it felt like I was watch watching an extended edition of an X Files show. Yeah, I just feel like they could have expanded on some of the finer points. I don't know if it was necessarily, you know, Jesse's emotional stakes. This is a frequent occurrence in Remedy Games specific. Oh, okay. A lot of their games are open-ended at the end of them. Even the Max Payne games are not... They don't hit as well. They don't end on high, the highest notes, or they leave a lot of open, uh, ambiguous thoughts at the end of the game. So you have to kind of figure that out. Our dog is just shoving his tennis ball into the side of the bathtub right now, and I don't know why. Oh, I was wondering what you were looking at. <laughs> get, get out of the bathroom. Okay, now he's here. So okay. continue. <laughs> so, anyway, I this is a common theme with Remedy Games. At least it feels like it to me. Maybe this was more open-ended than people liked, but I, I don't mind it. I thought it was fine. It didn't bother me. It in wasn't the, least. the open-endedness. It was the rushed portion of like the last hour and a half that kind of went from plot point to plot point. But you know me, I'm a writer, so I have to. I like yeah. spewing things, kind of like they did. But you can't always do that. Yeah, it wasn't even enough the to det- rush. The rushedness of it didn't bother me either. It wasn't enough to detract from my overall enjoyment. But like the credits rolled, and I just kind of sat there for a minute and went, "Oh, okay, okay." Let's jump into the story a yes. little bit so we can get a little bit more backstory. You start as a character named Jesse Faden, and you're entering the FBC. That's the Federal Bureau of Control mm-hmm. uh, building. After having searched for it a long time, she encounters a janitor uh, who you encounter frequently through this game. Ati. Yeah, who tells her to head to the director's office for the interview as he is looking forward to a new assistant. Yes, he keeps, throughout the whole thing, he refers to you as his assistant. Even though you become the director of control, <laughs> director. he calls you, he refers to you as the assistant. Yes. So uh, she discovers the director's dead, and she finds his gun, which turns out to be an item of power. Yes. Now, items of power in this game are almost like everyday objects, but they're alive in some sense. I feel like they're almost like horcruxes. In a way, yeah, they have their own personalities, thoughts, um, processes. 
they won't let you use them if they don't want you to. Yes. So she had to, the way she claims an item of power is she goes through a trial inside the weapon. And I think I, something that's not really explained, it may have been in the backstory, uh, are the board. Yes, There's the board a, of directors. The board of directors or executives or whatever they are. They, they're inside some alternate dimension, but they communicate with you. Yeah, they're in the upside down pyramid. And they're often encouraging you to take these items of power as the director. They're the ones that say, hey, you're the director now. Yes, they, yep, uh-huh. Uh, whatever that means, whatever power or whatever thoughts they have, they make it so you can do the trial to acquire the item and utilize it. Yes. The first thing you get is a living gun, which can switch between a whole bunch of different modes. You can have it as a shotgun, as a sniper rifle, as a regular pistol, as a machine gun, and I think as a grenade launcher, which we never unlocked. Oh, that's cool. No, they had a lot of items you can use it as. <laughs> After that point, uh, you basically begin... Ta- uh, your original goal is she's looking for her brother, Dylan. He was taken by them from her hometown, Ordinary, from a long time ago. Yeah, I think they were 10 or something like that. Yeah, so they they discovered an item of power. Ultimately, it opened up a world, different worlds. Plot, major plot point and spoilers here, guys, but this game's been out for a couple years, so... Two years. A couple, stick it out with us here. It's fine. If you haven't played it... Play it first, then come listen to our review. <laughs> Pause here. Spoilers. So they open up a world to a different dimension, which lets in creatures. And the creatures that get left in are living radio frequencies, basically, that are able to rewrite human brain patterns. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And so the, they become these things called what they call the hiss. They speak in these jarbled, creepy words. Yep, it is very creepy. And they just float in the air and talk. They glow red. They glow red, and a lot of them will attack you after a while. Yes. And they come in various enemy forms. You are protected by a different entity called Polaris. Yes, they call her Polaris, but we're very Midwestern, so it's a hard A for us. So Polaris. Hard E. Hard no. (laughs) Yes. So Polaris, Polaris, in the game is another type creature that really they don't describe it, but you know she's from a different dimension. And she's protecting Jesse throughout the game. Yes. And for some reason, she thinks it's protecting her brother a little bit as well. Yes, because she he's being held captive. They initially wanted to make him the next director. Something didn't work out. Then he was in like a high security facility. For killing some people. Yeah, and then he gets infected by the hiss while you're there, but it affects him differently, and he is really, really creepy. He has the ability to talk to you even though he's possessed by the hiss at the same time. Yeah, he's the only person that has been able to do that so far. No one else has come, quote-unquote, come back from the hiss. Yeah, so a lot of the major characters are protected by these things called HRAs. Which is really funny because I'm in health insurance, so it's a health reimbursement arrangement. <laughs> but they're the uh, they look like these weird little oval shaped discs around them that they're strapped onto them. Pope is the first person you find. Yes, she is the assistant of Darling, who you never find, but you watch lots of videos of Darling. Some yeah. are hysterical. Yes, he just kind of disappeared because he went to find Polaris and make more HRAs. Yes. To protect the people. Then you find the guy, the head of security downstairs. Oh, yeah. He is very infected by the hiss. And then you... No, there's one of... The head of security is... But who's the other guy down there? That's the... 
you find him in the maintenance sector. Oh, I don't remember who it is. But he's he's not. There's a guy that never comes to the executive rooms, but he is over in the prison sector. He's not infected. And then you have the scientist underneath the ground, Johnson. She's ridiculous. The yes. sassy British lady. Sassy British lady who wants you to collect all these mold spores. And that's where you find the clickers. Yeah, there are clickers in this game. <laughs> they yeah. straight up look like clickers from The Last of Us. And then, uh, there's, so there's you have to rescue these people along the way and try to figure out what happened with her brother. So that's the whole thing. Uh, outside of that, there are the living items. Some of them are hysterical. There's a rubber duck that you have to chase around. Yeah, you have to listen for the quacks. Yep, and then when you catch it, it teleports away and you finally have to catch it. And you basically cleanse it and her cleansing it is claiming it back to her side. Yeah, she also does that to a refrigerator that initially someone constantly had to be staring at it or it would just wreck everything. Yeah, well, it ate a guy. Yes. So it definitely ate it a guy. It still did that too, yeah. But mm-hmm. then she cleansed it and it calmed down. Yeah, so some of the items she can cleanse, Some that's the kind of the point. Is she's clearing out the hiss, trying to save the Bureau, because the Bureau's on lockdown, because if they let the hiss out, they say the world's done. That's it. End of the world. Well, who could survive? Yeah, not many. Yeah. Anyone who's got the Polaris, I guess, or the HRAs. Yes. So pretty much the people that are in... What is it? The oldest house? Yeah. Yeah. And they mostly refer to her. All of them refer to her as the director. So they already know she's the director, which is kind of odd. It's a weird place. It's a weird place. They already just accept, oh, you're the new director. Yeah. Oh, we already kind of know this. Yeah. Uh, Or she says her name is Jessie and then there's a long pause. They're like, oh, you're the new director. Yeah. So one of the things that's left open-ended is that we know she was there at one point in the bureau. There's a lot of audio tapes we run into where she's being interviewed by a psychologist. I just thought that they were listening in on her, like, therapy sessions. Maybe they were. Maybe that's what they were doing. That would be my assumption. Because they knew where she... They, she they was looking for her. them. They lost her, like, when they rounded up everybody from Ordinary and got Dylan. And then I assume they found her at some point because they kind of brought her back so maybe that was just her being spied on uh, that's would be my assumption well you hear lots of audio tapes with her conversation with her shrink yes and they're kind of wild they are very wild and and her brother's conversations are even more wild his are yeah but i feel like they're tormenting him as oh, well for sure yeah they're doing some weird stuff with him for so sure. it was very weird very if you guys like x-files you'll love this game it's a little bit those bits are a little bit of like a psychological thriller yeah, I'm going to throw out a real big tidbit. Turn on subtitles or audio titles. Yeah, we did not do that at first. And the first person you run into is Ati. And Very he's... foreign. Swedish? I think, yeah, he's Swedish, which I know Swedish hockey players and they barely have an accent. But we could not understand a single word he said to you in that first scene. Maybe he, I, may, I might be getting his language I think wrong. It's Polish? Swedish. It's not Polish, is it? No. I'm just going to look up. What what nationality yeah. is Ati? Continue. Yeah, so play with him on. It's hard to understand, and he actually does say words in a foreign language quite a bit. So we're trying to uh, figure that out. <laughs> on the control wiki, his nationality appears Finnish. Finnish. We were in the general region. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, this I really like this story. Yeah. I thought it was well done. It really is. 
Again, the ending does not detract from the overall story for yeah. me. That was just my like, really? Okay. That's how you're ending it? Yeah. Oh, I have to that's... make stuff up in my mind again. Yeah. Son of a gun. Using my imagination. Teas and tea and biscuits. <laughs> so Control is a third person shooter with RPG-esque leveling up elements. So you gain ability points by completing missions or finding hidden areas. And you can raise your health, your energy, your launch damage. You get a shield at some point. Yes. You get all sorts of different things that you can add and they become better with the ability points. Pretty simplistic. Uh, the more you play through the game, you get better powers as you play through it. So, for instance, uh, you start the game with uh, nothing, just a gun. But then you get a levita- like a levitation shot. Telekinesis. Yeah, you get telekinesis. So you can pull objects to you. If there's no object around you, you just rip concrete out of the ground and launch it at enemies. It's amazing. She's quite a BA. She's awesome. Yeah. So later on, you get a shield where you just rip a whole bunch of concrete and items out of the floor and you block bullets with it. And eventually you can actually launch the shield at guys to hurt them and stun them. Mm -hmm. You get to levitate later on, which is really cool. The levitating is really cool. You get a really fast dash to dodge and deke people out. You get an ability where you can mind control the bad guys. Yeah, you can convert them to your side if they're at low health. Yeah, and so it refills their health, but it slowly drains, so they eventually die out. They're temporary allies for you. But it is really helpful in some battles to distract the bosses that way. That's pretty much the gameplay. It's difficult. There is no aim assist. There's no hand-holding. There's no hand-holding. They do something that's kind of cool. There's a menu where you can turn on all sorts of assist and help. They encourage you not to. And I actually went to turn it on at one point because I kept dying at a boss. Oh, that was They encouraged me not to, so I said, okay, fine, I'll keep doing it. I finally beat the boss without it. But it is nice to know that for people who want to play and enjoy the game and have difficulties with some of this stuff, you can do it. You can make yourself immortal if you want to. Mm -hmm. You can add an aim assist. So if you have a really, really hard time aiming, you could turn it on and make it easier to shoot guys. I think they did some... There's some other stuff in there, too. Your ammo doesn't ever run down, so you can unlimitedly shoot. Stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Stuff to make the game easier. So if you have a hard time with a game like this and you still want to play it and enjoy the story, you can. Stick with it. I think it's a really good time. The load times in this game, though, when you're on the PS5, mwah. Thank you for the kissy noise. It was beautiful. <laughs> Seven seconds at most. Most of the time it was like five seconds, I think. What was the video you sent me? Was it IGN or... Uh, uh, GameStop. GameSpot or something GameSpot like that. GameSpot showed... Um, PS4 load time, PS4 Pro load time, and PS5, and it is insane how fast the PS5 is compared to the PS4 Pro and compared to the PS4. Honestly, the PS4 to the PS4 Pro is also insane. So, like, loading the game originally to get to the, like, continue button to hop into it is about seven seconds for the PlayStation 5 I think it's about 20 for the Pro, and it's like 47 seconds for the PS4. Yeah, and then like load times between them can go over a minute on the regular yeah. PS4. And the play- Pro, it's a little slower, but the PlayStation 5, 5 seconds to 7 seconds every time. Yeah, and there's you can do a graphics mode or a performance mode on this version. 
I did the graphics mode because I like looking at all the pretty pictures. Well, because you also have a PS5, so you I think can that's exclu- it. I think that's exclusive to be. the PS5 edition be. of the game. I'm, I could be wrong, but I think they only you're, that's only on if you're on a PS5, because a PS4 Pro can't handle 60 frames per second at all times, even on the non-performance. Uh, you know, when they turn that off. Well, at least these makers knew their limitations of their game, unlike other. Eh, other companies. unnamed companies. <clears throat> they made it so you can enjoy it the way you want to play the yeah. game. I personally, I'm not super good at shooters, nor would I have the reaction time to tell the difference between the 30 and the 60. I can see it. It doesn't make that much of a difference in a single player versus a multiplayer. Multiplayer it makes a huge difference. In a single player, it's not that much of a difference. I felt the gameplay was smooth. It was locked in, and it looked really good as I was playing it. So for you, what was the hardest boss? Ooh, there were two. There were definitely two. The first boss that drove me nuts was, I think it was one of the first bosses you actually really encounter. It is a, there are enemies later on in the game that you, f- you fight more frequently later on, mind you, mm-hmm. but you fight the first one. It's the head of security. He's possessed and he rips, like he basically it makes a cyclone shield of concrete around him. So you can't get close to him. Then he proceeds to whip the items at you, and it just deals massive amounts of damage. Yeah, while it's you're almost also a criti- It's like a one hit, almost. Yeah, and while you're fighting other guys at the same time. Yes. It took me forever. I think it took I, ten tries before I beat that guy, at least. At least, at least eight, yes. It took so long to yeah. beat that guy. He drove me nuts. That was one of the ones I think I actually had to stop and play later. Yeah, you tried... Six or seven times one night and then gave up. And then the next night, I was very surprised that you jumped right into it. And it took you... A few more tries after that. Two or three. But, like, those two or three times, you were pretty close to getting him. So you knew you were almost there. When I beat certain bosses, it was by the skin of my teeth. It was, like, within a fraction of health every time. There's another boss, the Mold Boss... Where all the clickers are. Because, so it's a it's it's a non-mandatory boss, but if you do quest for Johnson down below where there's mold growing, you don't have to go to this area at all. I don't think there's no requirement for you to do so. No, there's a lot of side missions that you can just completely ignore. I wouldn't because there's so much to this game. There's so much world building, even though you're in literally one building. The building's alive, so it manipulates yes. and warps itself. That's how they're able to expand it to be this whole, like, almost feel like a whole world. It because really, is. really realistically, other dimensions are leaking in. Well, one of them is like a mold dimension, where they actually they're going, we're not even sure this is the original dimension, we just know this mold overtook whatever was here, mm-hmm. and it's spreading here. And you have to fight the source of this mold, which is this big plant-like creature that leaks itself out of the ground, and it has three three heads and it's shooting at you well eventually when you do enough damage it makes the whole floor lava it makes poison come all over the floor so you have to float around and try to fight it i beat that thing with a sliver of health and it wasn't even with you watching my friend no. came over and that's when i beat it i went oh i beat it and he goes was it that hard it's like yes it was real hard yeah you tried four or five times one night and then you said all right i'm not a high enough level i'm gonna come back and you came back with your friend while mm. i was working uh-huh and i beat it he wanted to see the game, so I, I was like, I'll fight this boss, and I did beat it. Perfectly fine. Again, it was a side mission. Don't really care. I have to tell you guys about the ashtray maze. Yeah, don't do too much spoilers. You can't really spoil it. If you're not going to play the game, I guess you can watch a YouTube video if you really want to see it. But 
it is the best sequence I've played in a video game in some time. It made me motion sick. Like, it was amazing, but it was like 15 minutes. There's an impassable maze early on in the game. Well, not early on. There's If you get you manage to get to this spot, when you get there the first time, it's impassable. It just loops you back out loops every you in a time. Giant square. You have to find Ati, and he gives you a headphones to go through it. A lot of the music in this game was made for this game specifically, which was awesome. Yeah. Well, there's a custom song by Old Gods of Asgard. Mm hmm. Is it what's it called? It is take control. Yes, because you keep singing it around the house. Oh yeah, yeah. I keep going take control. Uh-huh. It's fun. It's really good. You start to unlock the maze, and it is like playing through a like. What's the guy that has all the melting paintings? Salvador Dolly. 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 Yeah. It's like playing through a Dolly painting in my in my mind. Like the walls are expanding out. It's either that or it's one of the battles in Doctor Strange where they're like manipulating the dimension around them. Yeah, I, I feel like they got influenced by that very Big heavily because you're basically running through and the, the like the walls are shifting and making skyscrapers appear out of the walls. Yeah, it takes you through the whole maze like it leads you through it. Yes, and you're running through and like the shell like doors and windows are popping out you actually hop through a, a single door to end up in an upside down area and then you're floating and it was just a culmination of all the coolest stuff in the game while this music is playing and guiding you through it to the music it's awesome it is really cool i had that made the game alone worth it in my opinion to have an action sequence like that you were playing through this game and the action was fun the gameplay itself i actually really enjoyed it was difficult but rewarding but having given us that treat it was like thank you for playing our game we're going to give you something amazing for playing our game right now it was really cool and even though i got a... really bad motion sickness after you stopped and i needed to put my head between <laughs> my knees <laughs> I loved it. It was really blown good. away by that action scene. If that wasn't in there, I would not have. I would not have noticed something like that not being in there. But now that I've played through it and it was in the game, I feel like the game is not the game without it. Yes, in my opinion, I'd agree with that. They, if they had left it out, you could have had a really good game. This took it over the top for me. I do like little love letters from developers saying we're going to make something fun. We're going to do something ridiculous and out of sync, but it fit with the game so well. It did. It really fit with the game. What do you give this game? I would probably, for watching, I would give it an eight. Okay. It's very intriguing. It's very fun to watch. I would say it's hard to watch you battling certain areas that are too difficult and a lot of the battles are very repetitive to watch mm, yeah i could see that there's not a lot of uh variation in the bad guys yeah there there are they add more bad guys in the dlc but you're correct there's not a lot of them in there yeah not as many as i would like at least mm -hmm. i would give this game a nine i would Give it an, I wouldn't give it a 10 in any world. I'm giving it a 9 because I love the ashtray maze. I loved it. I thought the story was very well done, and I'm a big yes. fan of the X-Files. I enjoyed the gameplay. It's actually very fun to play. Uh, and another reason I boost the score is because I am very, very big on making video games more accessible for people, despite what they are. 
And I understand that some games like Dark Souls are just meant to be difficult. They're meant to be hard. They're really not meant for everyone to play. I like when a game is difficult, but they make it so anyone can enjoy the story and anyone can play the game. For me, that's huge. Because there's a lot of people that want to play these games and they, they have something that for some reason they can't do it. I'm not good at video games, so I just watch you do these things. Yeah, but you technically could have played through the whole game, made yourself immortal, just give yourself unlimited ammo. You're like, I really just want to enjoy the story. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's make every action sequence the easiest thing in the planet. Yeah. And you could have done that for mm-hmm. yourself and thoroughly enjoyed the story and just explored and not worried about dying, maybe unless you fell off a cliff or something like that. But you're good at the jumping sequences, so you'd probably be fine. I scared you a lot in Sunshine. You Super do. Sunshine. You really, really did. My heart hasn't healed yet. <laughs> So I give the game a nine. Uh, well done, Remedy. I'm a big fan of Max Payne. I'm a really big fan of Alan Wake, which apparently one of the DLCs is a tie-in to Alan Wake. It is. Kudos for doing that. We haven't played it yet. I do plan on getting and playing at least that because I played through all the Alan Wake games. Guys, it's been really fun. If you have any questions for us, uh, reach out to us. Uh, we're at Gaming Marriage on Twitter, GamingMarriage at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you again. We want to uh, keep up the conversation. If you have questions, concerns, you want us to play other games, you want to hear more about Control, you want to hear me sing Control songs. No, I'll do all don't. Of that. Please don't. If there's in the email, I'm doing it. No, I will delete that email before you see it. <laughs> that is the no, worst. no one emailed us this week. <laughs> <laughs> you were the worst. Uh, anyway, guys, we had a really good time with this game. I really hope we play more more stuff like it in the future. I really hope they come out with some more X-Files. So even a Control 2 would be fine with me. That'd be cool. I'm in. Remedy, hurry up. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye.